What is going on, everybody? And welcome yeah, back yeah. to Meet the Critters. There was a little lapse there, but we're back. We survived. Yeah. And exciting news. As you can all see, Joe didn't, I didn't pop Joe up. I'm on the wrong <laughs> side. I didn't pop Joe up. He's already here. Yep. Because Joe's our new co-host. <laughs> yeah, excited. I'm, I'm glad for the opportunity and stuff. Yeah, we'll have fun. And to be honest, I, I need someone to rein me in because I just go off on just whateverness and it's helpful. Yeah. yeah, hopefully we can get things uh figured out and kind of get a plan of what we're doing. And like yeah. me and you've been talking back and forth on different ideas and whatnot. So I think we got a fairly decent plan going yeah. forward. So no, for sure. Cause it's like I mean, this podcast has already taken so many different evolutions from the yep. very beginning where it was like, I'm solo talking about one breed, and it's like that's never happening again. Yeah. And then having the guests on and breaking it down like that. But having a co-host now really opens up a lot of like, all right, we can now have continued topics over multiple different podcasts and kind of keep hammering it. Even when we have interviews, we can kind of stick to something, which I could have done solo. But again, I need, I need someone to rein me in a little bit. We got Canadian Farmstead in here. Yeah, that's on, I was just clicking over. I'm still getting used to the new layout. I'm not used to being on this. You're side not used to that. having all the stuff. That's <laughs> right. We got Digger over here too. Good to have you, boys. Nice. Uh, <laughs> Canadian Farmstead. I like those awkward solo shows. Shows about a single animal breed. Those were so rough. We can get like we can have Canadian to do those. And we just put them up in like the middle of the show. Right. He can be the awkward person. Perfect. Oh, he, he won't Tyler. get on. He won't. He'll never get on camera. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we got Tyler over here too. Man, everybody's yep. coming back. Feels good to be back. It I hated does. not. I hated not doing it. Like I didn't. Yeah, do you've podcast. been itching for like the last two weeks to get just get, get going. Get so. something out. I hadn't done like even a guest on a podcast in like a couple weeks. Yeah. And I was like, <sighs> and then uh, Brian Norton put in one of the groups about doing like a sobriety podcast yeah. like i'll do it i don't care i'll do it <laughs> like, yeah i caught i caught part of that towards the end of it yeah that was fun um that one's over on the utg after party page yep. i will come back and drop that in the link um to this video but that was super fun um it was me brian norton and uh tactical and we just kind of talked about sobriety and the things that go along with it and the challenges and all the good things about it at the same time so it was yeah, our, definitely that was think our... you guys had a good thing going with that i mean yeah um I haven't struggled with that personally myself, but I have plenty of family members that have. And you, you know, I think there's for fun. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, no, I, I'm, I'm glad that you guys did something like that. I think having multiple different perspectives and having that resources out there, it, it, you never know who you're going to help with it. So, right. And I mean, I sent, I actually sent it to a couple family members that are going through it too. Of just yeah. like, Hey man, like I'm here for you. Like, let mm -hmm. me know. Like exactly. I'm here to talk if you need it. And I did this. If you want to listen to it, you don't have to, but yeah, I get it. So, but it was good, but no, it's because I mean, <laughs> how many times have you been on the show now? Like I honestly, I don't, I don't know. know anymore. Yeah. It's at least eight or nine times. I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it was fun to get you. Cause I mean, I was your first pot. Like this was the first podcast yeah. you were ever on. And then it's been fun to see. Well, bug. so far, it's the only podcast I've ever been on. So, right, we're gonna change that. We're gonna change that. Yep. We we got some stuff in the works. Well, we won't say it here now, but we got some stuff in the works. Um, yeah, Rachel's here. Hi, Rachel. Um, but it's been fun to see like the evolution of it to where it's like mm -hmm. now when you're on a like whenever you are on the podcast, it's very like, oh yeah, no, we're this is yep. exactly what we're doing. This, that, and the other, because it's funny to see it from this side because yeah. Josh did the same thing for me going on um running a yep. butcher podcast and it was like oh so that's what it is all right that's cool yeah <laughs> yeah oh uh, so how are your holidays what's new what's falling apart what's going great everything <laughs> that was gonna be my answer too <laughs> yeah uh, everything i mean holidays were you know they were good chaotic as usual um right. we usually stay home on christmas day with the kids and let them enjoy their christmas but you know we got multiple family get-togethers between 
Christmas and Christmas Eve and the New Year's and McKinley's birthday is New Year's Eve. So we had birthday party and, you know, yeah. we got plenty of plenty of stuff to do with those two weekends um, <clears throat> and during the week, too. Uh, yeah. Of course, I was supposed to take, you know, Christmas and New Year's off, but that doesn't happen. Yeah, um, we're hopefully that's hopefully going to happen. Have you heard back? From I, I applied. I applied. All right. Canadian Farm so. says, I've been working uh, my way through all the Pastor Pig podcasts. Joe needs to get on there. Yes, he does. We are going to get yes. him on there for sure. My episode just came out yesterday. Uh, yeah, I'm going to catch that like this Three week. months ago. I've been, I've been listening to it on uh, – well, I've been catching up on yeah. uh, some of Brian's stuff, the Pastor Pig podcast, um, Survival podcast. <clears throat> but I've been trying to listen to them all on Fountain, and they only allow you so many – stats you know per day so i've been spacing it out on who i'm listening to and when so i'm going to catch that one probably monday when i get back in the shop it's nice to have an internet over there so i can i got uh one of those i think it's a jlb speaker the bluetooth speakers that thing is sweet but i just connect it to my phone and listen to music listen to podcasts all day that's been a been pretty i'm a headphone i'm a headphone guy i need to have a headphone in i like i've done the speakers and stuff like that and it's fine but like, mm-hmm. especially running band saws and grinders and stuff like that, it just gets to a point where it's like, I'm not hearing anything anyway. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah that thing is, it's pretty loud. Like when I was, I was doing sausage, I did, oh, I don't know, like 260 or 280 pounds of sauce, something like that yeah. uh, the other day. And I was running grinder and the, the sausage suffer is not that loud. And right. I had no problem hearing it. Now the band saw, when that kicks on, and the freezer kicks on at the same time, it drowns everything out. Oh, yeah, so. for sure. But, yeah, I mean, half the stuff I do now, I do with the headphones on. I run with the tractor just because, yeah. like, just, and I'm 100% podcast. I don't listen to music at all in the shop. Yeah. So it's like I want to listen to what they're saying. <laughs> and if I, I'm grinding, I'm not hearing anything. Oh, Rachel, got about five inches of snow and now rain. Not shoveling anything. Yeah. We are getting ready to get about 14 inches up here. Yay. Yeah, we got hit. I think we're probably around five inches right now. It's still snowing. We'll see what we end up with in the morning. But yeah, yeah, it came down hard. I ended up, uh, I was telling you before the before we hopped on here, I bought a bunch of hay today, spent way more money than I needed to. But it's, you know, necessity. What you, animals don't stop eating. So um I got, I lined up with the guy that I bought my original round bales from. Uh, I messaged him and he didn't have anything available that he thought. So he lined me up with, uh, I think 18 or so round bales. That's coming in a couple of weeks nice. and he's going to haul and deliver for me. Um, that Those ones were on a pretty decent deal. They're stored inside pretty good quality stuff. And then I picked up 57 first cutting really nice square bales uh, from him this morning and then I happened to have, I stumbled upon another guy that was selling uh, dry rounds that were stored inside. Um, those were a little bit more costly. It cost me a little bit more to have them delivered, but I needed something to get me between this weekend and I get that other load. So I bought 11 bales from him. Uh, so the next two months of spending money on just haze, uh, very saddening. Yeah. I know. I just, I just, when I was out feeding today or uh, tonight, I was like just doing checks on what I have. And I'm pretty much a weekly at the feed store at this point, just because my storage isn't the best. Yeah. And I'm like looking at everything going, pigs are fine. Horse is looking light. This is going to be interesting. Like, (laughs) like, because feed stores close it on Sundays and it's like, we can make it. Yeah. Same, same here. I do. I go through the Amish feed store. Right, and he's closed on uh, Thursdays and Sundays. So I today I was like I should get there, but then it started storming, and I had the guy showed up with the load of round bales right as it was starting to storm. His truck wasn't that great in the snow, so he was sliding all over the place. I was trying to we unloaded them all by hand, and Mm. I just finally I said screw it. I'm going to keep working on the um, stalls in the barn for the pigs. I just fought with the pigs all day trying to get them moved, and that obviously that didn't happen. So of hopefully in the morning. Yeah, speaking of, my necessity of the week has been my goddamn pigs are everywhere. Breaking loose. 
I I tried so hard. I finally gave in and was like, you know what? Everyone who's like electric works, just an electric fence works. Yes. I gave in. And when I did that winter paddock, I just did that. I did three lines of electric across the front of that. So the pigs wouldn't get into the barn and stuff like that. And it worked really well until the ground completely froze or something. I, I've yeah. checked everything and I have no more grounds. I've got nothing. And my huh. fence is just, it's dog shit. Like that's the only way to, it's, yeah. it is yeah, not mine's, anything. Mine's and, pretty dead, but luckily I got that fence charger that knocks yeah. the crap out of him. But that's why I'm fighting with the sows. They refuse to, to come through the no gate, path. even though it's wide open, sprinkle feed out there and everything. And they just won't come through. Yeah. So you need, to get, you need to get on the ground and just roll, roll through the line. Like that's not there. Just get on the I, ground. And just I had the bucket it. and the feed right on the line. And the one finally started eating, but the one that's due like any time started walking back up the fence line. I didn't want to push my luck. Cause once I got them separated in between in the fence between them, I knew it was going to be a complete disaster. So I just right. backed off. I put a bunch of hay out, filled up the hoop house and hope that she lasts a couple more days. That That's yeah. all I can hope for. And I can get her down to the barn. Uh, Canadian Farmstead says, I thought you were good at fencing. So did I. Um, <laughs> but no, there's a reason why I'm so anal about my fencing. Like, I've talked about it since before I've been yep. on podcasts. Like, I am crazy about my fencing. And I finally gave in. And I was like, you know what? Like, so many people do this. This has to be fine. Like, this just has, like, it. Ha I must just be overreacting. I'm not. I had to run the track supply yesterday, load four 16 foot long hog panels into the bed yeah. of my truck by myself and unload them at home with two kids screaming at me and got a hard wire fence up in 20 minutes. So and when I load them in the back of the pickup truck, I lay them across the tailgate lengthways. Yeah. And then I reach across as far as I can reach and I bend them and I flip them up and then onto the truck and slide them in. That's how I usually load them. Well, I had the guy, I had the guy with the forklift there. So he did, I did have a forklift to help me as well, but he pulled him off and he's like, how are you going to get these in your truck? I'm like, you work here. Like you've never <laughs> seen anyone you? do this before. Yeah, exactly. And I was like, okay, like drop the forklift. Okay. And I'm like, just drop it here in this open area and grab that piece of wire. And I just grabbed it and just bent all four yep. over and then just had him lift it with the forklift, slid it in the truck which I also have four massive slabs of granite in for weight because now I'm plowing. Yep. So I'm like, oh, this is going to be great. And we get home. And hope said it doesn't spring apart or straps or something. Exactly. Like I, I strapped it down and everything, but the entire way home, I'm like, <sighs> like there's a lot of pressure on those. There's panels. so much I mean, pressure. They're heavy duty. Um, and then I get home and I've got both kids with me. My wife's working. And I'm like, I back up to the winter paddock. I'm able to slide everything off. But before we get home, I'm like, all right, Leah, she's my four-year-old. I'm like, I'm going to need a little help. I need you to cheer me on. Because I have also been, I got a, two hours of sleep because the youngest was up all night and I have a cold. So I was in a fantastic mood and I've been chasing pigs around all day. And I'm like, I'm going to need you to cheer me on and like, keep me happy. She's like, well, can I get out? I'm like, no, you're going to stay in the truck because it's, 12 degrees out and pigs like an electric fence. I'm not dealing with it. So I just need you to cheer me on. So she sat there with the window open for 20 minutes going, go dad, go dad. And then like <laughs> 10 minutes into it, I just hear the youngest, like the one and a half year old, just like, eh. I'm like, Oh God, please just yeah. give me time. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, tough when they're that young. A couple more years. Yeah. A couple more years. I can just be like, yeah, go play in the field. I don't yeah. like, with the four-year-old, I can, but with the one and a half-year-old, I can't. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. See, my kids are past that stage. Like, right. I can go work for a couple hours and leave them be, and I trust them enough that it's not going to be completely trashed when I get back. Well, see, Luckily, McKinley's still pretty responsible. Like, if I have and, to go out, because um, that day I went out while the youngest was taking a nap, and I looked at the four-year-old and like, here's a bunch of snacks, here's your milk. Here's your TV. I got to go outside for like 20 minutes and try to figure out this electric fence. And I explained it four times. I'm like, I'm going outside. I will be right back. I'm not leaving. I'm right here. You're going to see me out that window. 
And about 15 minutes later, all I hear is just, Dad, where are you? I'm like, uh. currently getting zapped by an electric fence because you scared the crap out of me. But I'm right here. Yeah. Oh, they're fun. Uh, actually, I didn't. And I'm surprised that. I survived that trip. Canadian Farm says, says, did you pull on the strap and say, that's not going anywhere? That, that's, that's almost a recipe for disaster if you don't yeah, say that. That is a thing. It works. It works every time. I've had some pretty sketchy loads strapped down where I said that, and they they held. Um, yeah. Oh, Yes, Rachel, I'm glad for that pretty sweet shop. Um, we got a lot more plans coming up. We've been, you know, like big plans coming up for the shop. We've been working through. So hopefully we'll start working on them here shortly. Uh, I think we're, we're going for two new coolers, a pull down and a walk um, dry aging cooler, like good size coolers. Not, I think we're going for like 18 by 24 and a nice. 12 by 24. Oh. Um, and then we're going to have the kill floor back there. And once we get all that figured out, we're talking about, which way we're, direction we're going we're going to set up our holding pens right off the outside right now they're on the other side of the driveway but right it worked out pretty good i had a couple wild angus beef dropped yeah. off the other day that i killed there on uh, thursday and the black one of course it was rowdier than the red one kind of it caught out and it stood there looking around like what the heck is this and it laid right down after the guy left right the black one paced around and around and around hit the back like when it came out it like Came out, it hot. It out, yeah. It came out. Gotta and love those Angus. I was like, "You're the one that's going first, because oh yeah, I'm not taking any chances on that." So I finished yeah. setting everything up, and and it, it worked out pretty good. I finally starting to get a routine with the beef and stuff. I've done um, six beef so far, and the smallest one was 450 pounds, I think, hanging weight. It had some issues. I was already at the farm doing a steer for the guy. Um, appreciate yeah. that Rachel and um yeah so I think I've got so I've done the first beef was 900 and something pounds I don't think my scale was working quite right being brand new I didn't get it figured out I think it's actually heavier than that but I'm not gonna change change it on the the owner um the next two beef was 860 something pounds and 450 and then uh <clears throat> then I got, I did another beef that was 900 and something pounds. And then I did the, those two beef and it was a heifer and a steer. The heifer was 900 pounds and the steer was over a thousand. Jesus. Yeah. That's growing big the out biggest, there. Yeah. What it's, they're all, these are all beef breeds too. None of them been dairy crosses yet. So uh, I'm sure that I'll, I'll get a good fluctuation, but a lot of this is, is I'm picking up the people that haven't been able to get into other shops. Right. Or, you know, older cows that they're not getting bred. Um, I just booked two more this week. So I've got three more coming up in the next couple of weeks that I got to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm kind of slow on pigs cause we haven't got the smokehouse yet. That was right. a big thing. Like, you know, me and you had talked about it. You up there, it's normal not to have the smoke products, you know, it, right. It's not some a, some places, some deal. places do, but yeah. it's not a deal breaker for most people. Yeah. Cause most people See, are just happy to get in somewhere. Yes, yeah, around here, you guys like I was listening to the, um, you were on Kentucky Survival podcast yeah. the other day, and, uh, the other night, and I was listening to that pretty good. And you were talking about how there's only so many. We got a lot of shops. I mean, right. in our area, in Western New York alone, we've got a fair amount of shops. There's not as many USDA shops. We have a good amount of custom exempt shops. Right. So, and everybody's got a smokehouse. So it's like if we didn't get the smokehouse, we probably wouldn't have got the pork that we needed to fill the dates that we needed to be above our um, limit. Speak of the devil. What's going on, Jason? Yep. So, yeah, so we got the, the smokehouse is hopefully going to be here in like four to six weeks. I mean, it's nice. been been three or four weeks since we sent the money out for the order. Um, yeah, so I'm going to be, I'm going to be playing around with our smokehouse a little bit. Cause it's like, I have a smokehouse. Yeah, like, yeah, you got just, that one on the trailer, right? Yeah, I just don't have the time to play around with it, and luckily and unluckily, right now I have some time to play around with it. So, yeah, more than likely in the next couple of weeks we'll be doing that. I'm light on I'm light on slaughters just because of the yeah the season yeah. and yeah, 
I was telling someone, I'm like, yeah, it hasn't been cold enough and it hasn't been snowy enough for people to understand they don't want their animals over the winter. Yeah. Well, that and just coming out of the holidays and just coming out of the holidays and being scrapped. And it's give it it's two part, part and it's and, and it's on me as well. I only book yeah. out a couple months in advance yeah. anyway. And we don't really advertise that much because we usually don't have to. So we've been doing yeah. a little more advertising and kind of pushing some stuff out. Um, so it's like all right, we'll see. But I've got, we just put our four feeders into the freezer. Um, so they're getting picked up uh, this weekend and Monday. So that'll be a good little buffer. Then I'm plowing and I'm going to be doing yep. some work for my neighbor, hauling around some lumber. So that that is the nice thing about working for yourself too. It's like, yep. all right, it sucks. Like it sucks that I'm not making money doing what I'm probably supposed to be doing at the shop, but it's all right. I can duck in, duck in here and jump into something real quick i don't have to go out and find a new job like yeah luckily luckily for me i've stayed fairly busy since opening up with livestock between you know i've still got four of my own um right our business partner he's got like he's got four he wants to get done right away but we're talking about just doing his whole herd he's got a lot of highlander crosses (laughs) not looking forward to it but that one's gonna be a fun yeah he, I mean, pretty much his whole herd have some kind of Highland blood in them. What What are they um, crossed? He's got. He started out with pure Highlanders. Yeah. Um, is like a hobby farm thing. Right. And I think he's crossed. He's bought some like Highland Herefords, Highland Angus. You know, whatever. But, I'm not sure. I haven't really seen them, but do they look um, cool? I have. I have no idea. I haven't oh. seen them, but he keeps his. He keeps the skulls for Euro mounts. Nice. He keeps the hides to sends them out to somewhere in Ohio and has them tanned and sells them. Um, so it's <laughs> like I told him, it's going to take me a little bit more time. I'm probably going to do one of those at a time just right. because I want to be tedious about the skin job. I try not to poke holes. He right. wants the tails peeled whole, like no slit down the tail. So that's going to be oh, fun. That's but suck. It is what it is. It's still money coming into the shop. Yeah, he, no, absolutely. Both of us, we pay the shop from our farms um, full price. We don't give ourselves right. a, just because of partnership, trying to keep everything yeah. legit. It just makes sense. And we don't have, um, you know, I've already had people, oh, you're going to you're gonna get your butchering for free. Well, for one, it's my shop. I should, but I'm not going to because people like you want everything for free. Right. You know, but so far... All the customers that I have booked have been great. Made a lot of good connections. Um, I'm starting a um, a buyer and a seller list out, out of our shop to help. I saw that. Customers that and farmers. Awesome. That is an um, awesome. Idea. I've just seen a needle. Just the last. I could probably be, and it's not. You know, I was talking to uh, someone the other day about it. It's not me being selfish. I want to see the farmers succeed, and I want the customers to get a good quality product. But at the same time, those are it's given me the business back. I'm right. yeah. I'm putting a little bit more effort in because I've got a list going. I got to connect people, but that's the cost. I'm, gonna, I'm making the money off the processing. Right. So, you know, and I'm building a good customer base by doing that way. Yeah. I so, wish I did that right yeah. about now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it was just something that popped in my head. I'm like, why not? I mean, worst case scenario, even for the next six or eight months, if I can start getting a relationship built up, I've got yeah. one guy that, he's getting into um, local grown meats and stuff. He's an accountant up in uh, Buffalo area and he has a camp down here by us and he shot his first deer this year. That's how I got connected with him. But that might turn into a pretty good thing for me because he stopped the other day and was asking me about meat and stuff. And so we're trying to work out a thing to where we get him and his group of people on a schedule where, like I told him, I said, it might not be something that I raise, but I will source something for you and I'll keep them supplied. So I'll have a, steady supply of customers all the time. That's what my goal is. All right. Rachel Brown in the chat says, you have to take care of the people that provi- provide you good services or they won't be there in the future. Nope. Absolutely yep. true. Yeah. And that's it. Like I, I picked up some more beef. Um, that guy that brought those two Angus in, um, he was supposed to have them there Monday. Couldn't catch him. Mm-hmm. Almost. I don't think he was going to get a hold of me. And uh, so I call, I reached out and I said, Hey, I'm just, trying to set my day up. Are you bringing the beef this morning? Are you not? You know, I just want to know so I can set what I'm doing for the rest of the day. I don't want to get in the middle of something and have two beef show up that need to be killed. Yeah. And so he's like, no, we can't catch him. I'm sorry. I said, well, I, 
I don't like doing it, but I will, I can come out to the farm. I'm pretty yeah. open on stuff. Um, so he talked to his brother. It's his brother's farm. He didn't want me to do that. They finally got him loaded and they brought him on Thursday. And yeah. he's like, I really appreciate being, you know, being flexible with me and working with us. And he's like, I got a bunch more beef where that came from. I said, I got yeah. a lot of open dates. Call me when you got stuff and I'll, I'll fit you in. And just slowly building customers like I did um, 50 rabbits for a guy the other yeah. day. He's actually um, one of the guys that I asked to come on the podcast and talk with us. Oh, um, perfect. So that set me up because he's got, he does um, rabbits. He It's pretty diversified farm. It's actually pretty cool. Pretty nice guy. But he does um, pigs. He's actually the one I was telling you about that bought a Hereford boar from oh. New Hampshire. Um, oh, really? Yeah. One of the, a big breeder out there drove it out to him. I, wow. I don't know the guy's name. He didn't tell me. I mean, it's, oh, I could, think I know. I think I know who it is. Yeah. So I figured that's something we could get into when, uh, oh, for sure. Out. But he's got a Hereford sow. And then he just picked up, I think he said two or three Berkshire gilts. So I'm yeah. thinking about getting a couple of replacement gilts from him that are Hereford Berkshire crosses to get my genetics where I want to be. There you go. Pretty excited about that. But yeah, he does that. He started doing a little bit of beef. He does market gardening. Um, and he's working at another farm. So, He's got a lot going on, so I'm pretty excited to try to get him scheduled in. And perfect, yeah, no, we and like we've both talked about privately off, like in private chat and stuff like that, trying to figure all this stuff out. We are we yeah. are still going to do interviews. Yeah, um, we're just gonna have both of us here. Um, I think it'll be fun that way. Like, yeah, exactly. So we tested think, the water. Um, we tested the waters a little bit with like our like winter prep episodes. Yes, and it's you and me have a good rhythm where it's like, we yep. both, we both know what we're talking about. We're both on the same level with things and we both kind of have the same sixth sense of humor. So it's like, yeah, we could just bounce stuff back and forth. Yeah. Uh Oh, uh, that's actually uh, been discussed. I've, had, I've actually really been thinking about it. Um, it's nice that it's only a weekend. My wife is interested in coming down to. And so we, Perfect. there's a pretty good chance I might be making the trip down. Yeah, my, so I just got to get with Kyle. I asked, I asked my wife if she wanted to go to that one, and she just goes, "I think you'll be fine." I'm like, "All right, <laughs> that's fine." Okay. She, she liked SRF, but it was not her, not yeah. her uh, ideal vacation. Yeah, not her cup of tea. Not something no. that she's super into. I get it. You know, yeah. you don't always have to be into the same things. Yeah. So, so but, we're gonna yeah, have fun I mean, that one. I think she is coming back to SRF though. Like she, every time we talk, I talk about it. She's like, "Oh no, that'd be good for us." And I'm like, "Yeah." Come back. All right. I'm gonna go. <laughs> cool. I think uh we're gonna try getting out there for the fall SRF also. Yeah. Um I, d- I definitely I'd like to make it down there and try to do more of that stuff too. I think it, you know, the way from the conversations we've had about it, and you know, just I've been watching a lot of clips from Brian and all, you know, everyone, um, Nicole and everybody. So right. it's just I'm hoping the way to make it work, like yes. to make it feasible to do it. And people do it. People absolutely do it. It's just the biggest thing for me is with our, with the way I'm running the butcher shop, right? We will have stuff in our coolers and freezers. So I have to have someone come at least once a day and check on everything, make sure it's still running. Um, It's one of those things like I can't afford to lose someone's meat because I left. So I'm, I'm pretty sure that, uh, um, I'm pretty sure that I can, there's a couple people I could trust at least come in and make sure things are running. Oh, for um, sure. So I'm not super worried about that, but between the farm and having someone trained good enough to take care of the animals and keep an eye on the butcher shop, I just got to get it figured out and figure out, you know, get it nailed down. So I'm comfortable with leaving. Cause I, I'm not, I'm not comfortable with leaving all my stuff in someone else's hands when I come right. back. Usually it's messed up. Oh, so I get awful. like it's awful. If you although when you're gone, if you just kind of just let it go, I it's just like it's gonna be it's gonna be screwed up. Whatever it is, what it is, I'll deal with it when I get home. As long as nothing's dead. The dead part doesn't bother me so much as the neighbors calling me every 30 minutes saying you got hoping they're dead. 20 fucking pigs in my yard tearing everything up or in my hay field or uh-huh. in my food plot. All your cows are out and nobody's chasing them or. Well, that's what I've, that's what I've been freaking dealing with with these freaking things. They've been tearing apart my barn. They're five months old now. Um, 
and they're good size. Like I've been putting a bunch of videos in the chat and yep. stuff like that of them. They're good size now, but yep. they can still squeeze under the door. So they're tearing the, everything apart. Yep. I went out one morning. There's just feed bags all over the driveway. I'm like, what the hell? Well I'm just standing <laughs> there. And of course I've hand, like I've raised them since they were yep. born. So they're just super friendly. So all, I'm just standing there and all I just hear is, and I just look down and it's just rubbing his head on my leg. I'm like, shit. Yeah, see, my piglets, back in there. my piglets aren't like that. Like, they come up to me, and they know I'm feeding them and stuff, but they're yeah. not going to be scratched down, so I had to trap them. And when those guys showed up, so the guy called me from the feed store. I, um, the Amish guy put a flyer up for me, and he's like, somebody will be calling you next week. I'm like, yeah, okay, I've been trying to sell these piglets for two months now. Nobody's going to call me, but I'll give it a try. Right. I, that was Saturday. Monday, someone called me. He goes, I'd like to get four of them. How I said, I'll sell them to you cheap, but they're not cash rated. If you're willing to do it, I said, they're good sized pigs. So you're getting a smoking deal. He goes, how big do you think they are? I said, they're well over 50 pounds, but I haven't had my hands on them to really get a good. I haven't raised enough pigs to get like a visual on them and say, right. They're, you know, this live weight. And I can look at a pig and be like, okay, that's going to hang at two or two fifty. Right. I, you know, I, I've already, I know that. We know, know that. We, yeah. You have yeah. that calculation. Yeah, but uh, so he shows up. And, well, he called me right back like 10 minutes later. He goes, you said you had seven? I said, yeah. He's like, how much you want for all seven? I said, this amount. He goes, done. They oh, show up with one dog kennel for seven pigs that are oh, like, God. the biggest one had to be like 75 pounds. Oh, he was all muscle. And yeah. so I gave him one of my dog kennels. They brought it back and we made it work. So yeah. I didn't want him leaving without all seven. <laughs> Well, that's the that's the weird thing because I know exactly what you're talking about when you're like trying to gauge size on them. Yeah, is there's like a mental thing that happens when you raise animals, especially from like piglets, like when yeah. they're this big, newborns. Yeah, for an extended period of time, it does not matter how much they grow. Mentally, they are this still size. that big. Yeah. Then all of a sudden, you see a picture or you see them in a frame of reference, and you're like, oh, oh, damn. Yeah. Like you got big. I just went through one of those with these guys, with them running around the barn and everything like that. All of a sudden they're standing next to something. They were standing like in the barn next to the door. And I was like, oh shit. Like you can barely get under that gap. Like you're pretty chunky. They're probably well over a hundred pounds right now. Yeah. So I'm like, good. oh damn. But yeah. So I, I could not be happier with those things though. They like, now that it's gotten real cold, They've got like coats and it's so yep. cool. Like with yeah, that see, Megalitsa and Ospa in there. I, I'm hoping that they turn out really good for you. Even though my Megalitsa crosses that I kept this year. No, no bueno. No, I'm not. I'm, I think that the one cell I'm definitely processing, we're going to turn her into sausage and maybe do bacon out of her. Yeah. Um, just cause she didn't breed back over the summer. She lost her first litter. I'm done feeding her type yeah. deal. So we're going to put her in the freezer for ourselves. We use a ton of sausage anyway. Right. Um, but the other cell, she's such a good mom. I hate to get rid of her. So I might replace the one with one of those Hereford Berkshire crosses if I can, if you know I everything mean, yeah. works out for them. And then um, this, uh, these, that last batch of piglets, they were, they were solid out of Mr. Pig and her. So if I'm thinking that quarter, quarter Mangalitz is the way to go for me anyway. See, that's what I'm looking at. And it's like, I have the Ospa in there too. So I have yeah. like, it's, it's interesting. Like I had somebody out today picking up and I was showing them the pigs and stuff like that. And they're like, oh, a little small. Like I told them they're five months. And they're like, oh, they're on the smaller side. I'm like, they are like, yeah, they're not. It's going to be like a 10 month grow out, 10, 11 months, yes. which yep. is what it is. But it's, I can already look at them. Cause again, we're looking at it from a butcher's eye as well. Yes. I can already look at them and go, you are way rounder like just then the just the fat quality i can already tell the fat quality of them at the size they are compared to herfords at the same size yes and just like ooh, all right like you're gonna be interesting so with my cry i've got one uh mangalitza that it's 50 percent mangalitza and then it's got a mixture of burke and hemp and whatever else in it and they're still got the narrower back. Like you look at them, you like, we, even with your boar, you can, you see how his back was more pointed than rounded like the Herefords. Mm -hmm. um, 
without growing them out for a longer period of time, you get a super small chop. I, I just dug some out the other day. I'll have to send oh, a picture. So tiny. And yeah. I mean, it's like this little tiny pork chop at right. 13 months old. It's like, what for me, I just can't do it. I don't have the niche market to, to market right. the, the mangalitsa. So yeah, that'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see what is in there. Cause it's like, I just put those Herefords through, they were eight and a half yep. months old right around the friggin' marbling on just the pork chops, like just the pork chops, the marbling that was in them. It was like, these are amazing animals. And I yeah. love these so much. And it's, I've seen Osbaugh, um chops. They're like coming up. I, I was talking to my buddy about it a little while back. He's like, they're coming up in like the barbecue pit master world. Like yeah. they're coming up as the new whole roaster yeah. because of their fat and yep. marbling and size. Because they're a perfect size whole roaster. Yeah, they, but the, the thing is, is for me, like in my local area, if you could put a niche market on it, that's right. fantastic. Like I liked the Mangalitsas for the most part, but for me to raise them in my area, everybody raises, you know, it's more farms around me right. than there are cities. So you got to be very, you got to be very competitive on what you're raising yeah, and how you're make raising sense. it. Because they can undercut me for what it cost me. So this year, I still got to sit down and figure out the final numbers. But I don't. I think I'm barely breaking even on my pigs for what I charge per pound. So I'm better off going back to a little bit more of a commercial style. Not commercial, like a heritage, faster growing yeah. um, pig that I can get back to that 9, 10-month-old range. So I'm pretty excited about those Hereford Berkshire crosses. I'm really hoping that I can get at least one gilt from them this year. Yeah, and, and that's uh, what we're just doing this year. I need to find a boar. I, yep. It's been so low on the totem pole of like it. It needs to happen, but with everything else going on, I'm like it'll it'll happen. I'll I'll figure yeah. it out. But right now, whatever. Um, and I I'm thinking about just putting a post on Facebook. Like either I really don't want to buy one if yeah. I can just rent one from somebody. Yeah, that would be awesome because I don't want to deal with building a new paddock and doing that. More than likely, I'd keep him for two months and he'd go into sausage. Yeah. Like, yeah. honestly, just because I don't need another boar. Um, you couldn't work out something with uh, your buddy Carlisle there? I probably could, but I just don't want, like, if I'm not going to be doing, working with the genetics that I have. Yeah. I don't want to start all over again with a half manga. Yeah. And go at it that way. It's like, all yeah. right, let's push some out. Because now we have, we did keep one of the feeders, uh, one of the feeder gilts. So yeah. she's in with Tally now. She is, I think I sent you the picture. She's a freaking bulldog. Yeah. She's yep. so stocky and just like solid. And she's also the friendliest. So I was like, I was walking around going, which one of you am I going to keep? And then one bit me. And I was like, not you. Like, yeah. She was the first yeah. one to go through. Sorry yeah. about that. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm pretty excited to see how those, uh, the Berkshire cross with Hereford. Yeah. I, it'll be great. I've I've heard pretty good things. I can but already you tell the, you, it'll be fantastic. The Hereford, little bit faster growth weight, if I understand, depending on the genetics. You know, some lines vary differently. Right. But um, Canadian said, "What about AI?" Yeah, um, just saw that down there. I don't want to deal with that. I would rather deal with a the, yeah four hundred pound boar and deal with that feed cost than deal with straddling my pig and inserting it i wouldn't mind trying it sometime but i don't have the knowledge yeah. breeding pigs yet to be I've able had, to be like, I, I look at that customer. sow and know she's coming into heat and keep it tracked yeah. and all that i have a customer who offered to come help me do it and i'm like i just, i just don't like i don't know like it, it again it's probably the cheaper option it'll probably work but also, there's that chance it doesn't, and then I'm out on whatever money that costs to AI, and yeah. where it's like I can probably find a boar for 200 bucks, yeah. worst case scenario, or pay 100 bucks to rent it for two months so somebody doesn't have to feed it. Like, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, if you're solely looking for getting good pigs to raise out for feeders. You right. pretty much, you know, even if you found a York or something just exactly. to use. I'm, I'm not super picky. So like I said, I'll probably put out a Facebook post, but I like, 
I've been looking and it's like, mm. oh, rehoming for free, my Cooney Cooney or my Idaho Pasture Pig or whatever. And I'm like, no. Canadian to hook you up with some Cooney Coons. <laughs> no. Yeah, no, Canadian can keep those Cooney Coonies. I am yeah, all not- set. I they do serve a purpose, they're good for what they do. If you're but yes. for stuff that me and you are trying to do and actually, you know, grow out a decent pig, it, it's not something honestly. I'd be for my pat, like once I start doing the bigger pastures that's in the open mm-hmm. hay field, I should probably get some Cooney Coonies or some Idaho pasture pigs. Am I going to? No, but if, you, if you're gonna go with either or, go with the Idaho pasture pigs, yeah. But that's why I have the Osaba, like I already yeah. have something that fits that niche in there. Yeah of an awesome forager and they yeah. just um transfer food so well like mm-hmm. so i'm like all right we'll see what i'm excited to see what gen 3 looks like because we do have that boar nino um oh that's right tyler started butchering today that carcass looked great yeah what, what was the hanging weight on that tyler did you guys were you guys getting those or you haven't messed with it it looked decent it looked probably yeah. around like 200 pound hang weight yeah, I was just curious what they what yeah. they were hanging at, because um, like his Idaho pasture pigs looked a lot different than mine, but mine yeah, came all they looked like stock and they looked good. Um, yeah, uh, um, it, but mine I raised two of them, and the smell was like non-existent compared to really two hundred live. Well, that's not too bad. Well, yeah, no, that's not bad. <clears throat> but um, mine were mine hung at like two thirty at like nice ten or eleven months old. That's not bad. They grew and they ate like I actually made um, when I was on my old property, I had some panels. My grandfather made me some metal panels that pinned mm-hmm. together and I just dragged that around as like a pig tractor, pretty much, essentially. And those things were awesome. They're like puppy dogs. The temperament was really good on them yeah. and their meat was a little bit different, like compared to a commercial pig. Like it wasn't as greasy as like a Mangalitza's meat. Right. But it. it it was like in between. It definitely had a different texture and a different flavor profile, but it, I thought it was pretty good. And I, I actually really enjoyed them. I, I think two years ago when I was looking for feeder pigs, if I found Idaho pasture pigs, I'd probably be breeding them right now, honestly. Yeah. I mean, they're, they were temperaments were really good. Of course, you're with any breed, you're going to have, right. you know, jerks, but as well, a that's general rule. Temperament. Like that's, yeah. that's half the other reason I don't want to like breed out of the boar that I kept. Because mm-hmm. he is an absolute sweetheart, just like his mom, just like his dad. Like yep. he is, he's going to be a great boar. Like I was looking out um, behind the shop. We've got like an old apple tree that's like half, half living. Um, And yeah, Tyler, at sometimes they just go hey, to the cooler. Time, I, feel the I was time up to 20. I was up to 21 and I started knocking them in the head because yeah, you, you only can do so much when you're you're feeding them. Me and Kyle were just talking, not that you know, or I think earlier in the podcast. But you're at what two hundred bucks a week in feed. I was yeah. spending like two eighty a week in feed just for Easy. the pigs, and then yeah. I still have a little bit of grain. I feed the goats and rabbit feed, and now I'm buying hay again for the cows. So I, I get it. Yeah. I do. Yeah, I would you don't do the same thing. Us down to ten now. Good for you, brother. <laughs> um, crap. Where was I? uh boar yeah yeah but it's you can look at him now and he's the only boar in the group and you could yeah. already tell he's a good inch taller than everybody else mm-hmm. now and he's starting to walk around like all right but at the same time out of all the pigs that were getting out he wasn't one of them yeah he was like he'd stand the other side of the electric electric fence just looking at him going no nope, nope. Right. like i see what this guy go. does i ain't getting on the other side yeah, exactly. of that fence. <laughs> <laughs> I want to stay here longer than the yeah. rest of you. Oh, no. So what I was saying was there's a couple or there were a couple. There's one apple tree out behind the shop now. And yep. our plans are to fence in the whole um, field now. Mm-hmm. But what I want to do is I want to build him like a bachelor pad yep. in that apple tree, like and around that right behind the shop. Yep. Because one, I just want him separated from the girls. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, they're like, starting at five months old. You got maybe a month that. They start teetering on that because my my Mangalitza cross sows bred at like seven months old. They got bred because oh, really? I didn't. I had the same issue. I didn't separate the boar out and didn't think much of it. Next thing yeah, you know, I'm gonna, like, I'm gonna have to figure something out. Piglets. I'm gonna have to figure something out soon. I'm not looking forward to it, but yeah, we'll see. 
Um, look at look at what predicament I'm in with the sows, and I, you know, if I would have done it a month ago, if I wasn't so busy, I yeah. probably could have had him coaxed down and locked in by now. So, well, that's where it's like it. that's why I am trying to spend as much time with him as I can. So it's like, all right, you trust me. Like, yep. hopefully you'll follow me. Worst case scenario, I again with all my gate setups and everything, it's fairly easy for me to like have an open area. Mm-hmm. So it's like worst case scenario, he goes like we somehow get him from the winter paddock to down the laneway into the main pig paddock and he goes out back and he lives out back for the foreseeable yep. future. I don't know. We'll see. It is what it is. But I thought I have always thought since we've been there, I'm like, and since we've had pigs, I'm like, it'd be cool to have like just a big old boar pen out behind the shop just yep. as like a conversation piece too. just to, I don't know. We'll see. I don't. I think he's. I'm actually pretty. You're you're planning on breeding him to that Hereford that you kept back this year, right? Yes. And then I'm also yeah. getting two gilts in the spring. Nice. So I'll have three breeders. Yep. And then you're gonna sell two litters, keep one. Yep. Because again, it's there is that niche. Yeah. See, you have all of the farms around you. Yeah. I have all the new farmers. That yeah. See. Do but all the research around here. Yeah, you can't. I mean, it's starting to slow down now. I was actually talking to another pig farmer that brought me that big sow, and he said he's seeing it starting to slow down. But two years ago, when COVID hit, you could not find piglets. That's the only reason I'm breeding pigs. If I could buy piglets, I probably wouldn't be breeding right now. It's kind of, I, I'm starting to enjoy it. Once right. I get a, my setup um, right. right, I think it'll be fine. But it's getting to that point. But at the same time, I don't want to get rid of my breeders. And then, oh, being the same, I can't find the feeders when I want them in the quality that I want. Right. Um, no, that gets at least now I can control that, right? For the most part, unless I lose some or something crazy happens, but you never know. It's it's all interesting. Um, so what are some topics that we've been thinking of? Well, we just started sharing some links and stuff on the um yeah we're talking about um i definitely want to do that primax episode yeah and it's yeah i I started reading up more on it the last few days trying to get it fresh in my head yeah if you um, can send me the link from what you're reading i'll read it too but my yeah i sent you the one the other last night yes yes i did Um, get that one that's actually Um, i am only halfway through that one but it's the the um the guy from kentucky there He's actually talking about it and he goes into pretty good detail so far from what I've seen. Awesome. Well, I know the Joel Salatin one's like 12 minutes and I can screen share on here too. So we can also like do a reaction to that and pause it and talk about it as butchers. (laughs) Like as um... (laughs) Jason, you talked down to me and said, this episode needs to be PG-13 last night. Then you come into my at my podcast and just blow the doors open. <laughs> Real nice. Oh, that's right. I'm over in the Methed Out trailer park that is TikTok. So I guess you're just allowed to do, do those yeah. things. This is where he can come and let loose. <laughs> this is where, yeah, this is where he can come and let loose. Say all the, say all the no-no words. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that'll be a good episode. Um, I know you have a couple people... Yep. <laughs> no, just the fact of saying Kentucky Sustainable Living says midgets can be PG-13. It's 2024, man. Just the fact of saying midgets yeah. is offensive to people. They're little people. Actually, I think little people is offensive now. I don't know. I can't keep track of vertically it. Vertically changes. A vertically challenged. Every, every 10 minutes, it seems like something changes. Uh. I gave up trying to. I've been secluded in my like little hilltop here. It's so nice. So it's, it's so nice. I, I, oh, I, I got to get, I was on, I was scrolling through TikTok today and it's like TikTok's baiting me. They just send me vegans all the time it, for the lives. And there was a dude in there. I, I watched his live for a half hour, just literally just bullying him. Just going, I, I, Trying to join your live, bro. Let's have a chat. You're talking all this cool stuff. Let's have a full conversation. <laughs> I'm a butcher right here. I'm literally the exact opposite of you as a person, apparently. So let's go ahead and have a conversation if you yeah. would like to defend all of these things you're trying to say. Yeah. Oh, I'm waiting. Um, it's gonna happen. I'm like, 
I even put down to it. I was like, listen, man, you'll get a thousand times more viewers. I don't even have that. I, I think we had the same amount of viewers. And I was just like, just the fact that we'll be battling on here will boost the viewer count. Let me in. And he would just go, so many mindless comments. Anyway, pineapple juice is the, I was like, oh my God. Yeah. So I had, uh, I don't usually share a lot on my personal page. I don't use Facebook for that. I marketplace the business pages, you know, um, but I shared something that said, um, everybody should eat some, eat more. It was like steak, eggs, butter, and bacon. Yeah, I saw that. that. And did you see the comments on that? I didn't. So a guy that I used to work with, he's like vegan or something and he gets very opinionated and he started kind of, Oh, that's so bad for you. And I just started going back at him. Like, not as in, you know, a jerk, but he's like, I'm a health coach and blah, blah, blah. Good for you. And I don't care what you classify yourself as. Right. Like, obviously you're not doing all your research and we're like complete opposite, but it wasn't a bad conversation. We, we debated about it. We right. decided to go our stuff. We agreed to disagree and people can't do that anymore. No, it's so crazy. It's like, you don't believe in that one thing that we disagree in. We're not friends anymore. I, I don't like you. It's like, well, it's, what, that's how, the part of it. Like that's that? the part of it. That's like, Oh, you know, I don't like you because you just, I disagree with you. Um, it's like, I think it's the funniest thing on the planet to just troll people like that. Cause at the end of the day, I don't give a shit. Yeah. Like, I mean, you knew this guy, but it was like, most yeah. of them, it's like, you're just a person on the internet. Yep. Nothing you've said has affected me. I don't yeah, care exactly. at all. But everything yeah. I've said has affected you. And I think that's hysterical. <laughs> but that's a, that's the worst part about it, too, with the people. Like, when we all, you know, everybody here that started doing some kind of content creation, whatever it may be, you when you're going into it, if you do not expect to get backlash from people yeah. by putting yourself out there and putting your life out there, you're going to set yourself up to be disappointed. Like I came into it, like I was back and forth. I don't like conflict. It's not no. me. I, once I get irritated, I will come at you full full force, but it takes a lot to get me there. And I just don't like putting myself in that situation. So I, I didn't, I've been wanting to start a YouTube channel for probably four or five years. Right. And I kept talking myself out of it. Finally, I'm like, who cares if it doesn't work out? It doesn't work out. Yeah, exactly. Just, if it doesn't, it doesn't work. It like, doesn't work. I don't care if people like me or not. I mean, do, am I? Do I want people to like me? Yeah. I mean, I think everybody does, and that's how you build your content. You get people that like you, and you you build a relationship with them, and you give them something that's relatable. But uh, I don't like if somebody comments something on my videos that I don't like, I just ignore it. Like right. for the most part, if it's pretty if they get pretty raunchy, like you deal with it more on TikTok. I'm not on TikTok. Yeah. I've never been on TikTok. You get a lot more of those. Well, doing the uh, lives now, doing the lives now, I get a lot more of it. And I think it's, yeah. I think it's hysterical. I think it's so funny. See, I don't, a lot of people are like, you should be on TikTok. I'm like, oh yeah. No, yeah. I don't know. I've been cutting meat for 13 years. We didn't, even, beard we didn't wear account? beard nets one. in the USDA shop we were in because it wasn't in our HACCP plan. And no. we always had one inspector that came in. Where's your beard net? Said I I read the HACCP plan. There ain't nothing in there about a beard net. He goes, Well, I guess I can't do anything to to you about right. it. He just he was testing us to see what we'd say. Yeah. So it's never a dull moment. No. Well, we're coming here up here on the hour. So this has been fun and it's going to continue to be fun. I think yeah. um we have did you talk? I think your brother's coming on next week for I haven't heard back from him, but I think okay. I can convince him to come on. All right. I mean, um, if not, we can either do we can either do that reaction video next week or I can find mm-hmm. someone that's that. This is what's also going to be really nice about this is now we have two pools yes. of guests to come back to. I have yep. someone um, that she was um, scheduled to come on the week that I found out that the stream yard was down. Yeah. Um, so I need to reach out back to her. Hopefully she'll she's still down. She's. um forget if she's the chair or the vice chair of the young farmers of like new hampshire nice. like kind of thing so she was going to come on and talk about that she's just won a couple of awards for it she's been a customer for a long time 
Um, so she was looking actually looking forward to come on. So yep. hopefully we'll get her back on and get some insight. Yeah, I've got two uh, definites. I've reached out to another pretty, I think it'll be a pretty cool interview um, podcast. Yeah. Uh, I haven't heard back from them yet. And I've got, uh, I think, two more that I want to reach out to and yeah. see if I can pull them on. This is just local people that I've either dealt right. with in some way or not, or, you know, I've, I've seen their products and I think what they're doing is pretty decent. And it'd be cool to get them out there. They're all on social media one way or another. Most of right. them, it's just Facebook pages and stuff for their business. But, um, you know, one, he, he owns a custom exempt shop. He's trying to go USDA. The other, like I talked earlier, He's got a pretty diversified farm. Um, and the other ones are farmers also. Yeah. So, all right. So now I want you to kind of like sit back and think, oh my God, we're getting 5,000 downloads an episode. We're starting to get some traction, starting to get some guests. Who's your dream guest? Who's the dream guest that's going to be under us that we're going to be chatting with? I, I, I was thinking about this uh, earlier. I was listening to Joe Salton. It'd be pretty cool to get yeah. him on and talk to him. That would I know be, both that of us are. Ah, oh no, you made me change my answer. No, I do have an answer, but that would, all right. So that's the pinnacle that we're, yeah. gonna, we'll, we'll get there one day. Um, Mine is uh, Jesse Griffith from, he owns a restaurant in Texas called Daidue, where they only serve just Texas. Everything is from Texas, yep. including it's all wild. I think I've heard of that. Like, yeah, he's he's been on Meat Eater. He's been on Rogan. Yep. Um, he's been on a couple other podcasts, but it's like, he runs pig butchering schools, like out of um, his restaurant and his farm and stuff like that. Um, so I want, I, every time he's on a podcast, I'm like zoned in. So I, I think there's a good chance of it happening. We'll see. We're going to grow this and we're going to get it there and, uh, we'll figure it out, man. Yeah. I've got, I've got plenty of others, you know, from, us talking that I'd like to reach out to, but it's like getting to that point where we can get their attention to make it, you know, yeah. well, we're going to, we're going to get you on some stuff. We're definitely going yep. to, I've got uh, application on for the pasture pig podcast. I haven't heard anything back yet, but hopefully I'd like yeah. to get on there. I've been listening to a lot of his stuff and I've watched his videos for years. Yeah. And so. I've, uh, I heard back from Tim. So we're good for, we're going to be going on Tim's to do a butcher Q and a, um, end of the month, and then I think Brian said that he when, once he starts doing interviews again, well, he'll have us on Perfect. too, just awesome. to kind of shoot the shit, but also promote the show and stuff. Because as I've been putting, like, I'm actually really trying to put production value into everything I do now. Like, yeah, granted, I over edit everything anyway. Now I'm like on it. Like, yeah. all right, we're going to do this. If we're going to do this, we're going to fucking do it. Yep. And uh, it's exhausting. But we're going to make this work and we're going to get it there. Exactly. So where can everyone find you? As usual, uh, Bleak Slakers on YouTube and Bleak Slakers on Facebook. I've been trying to play around with the Facebook a little bit more and get a little bit more stuff on there. Um, originally, I started that for like our farm, like for local, but it's actually going a little bit bigger than that now, which is fine. I'm still reaching out to local, um, like customers, potential customers, stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I'm trying to mess around with the Facebook a little bit more and put some more of our YouTube shorts on there and mm-hmm. just get gain a little bit more traction on the, on the Facebook stuff. Um, but yeah, that's the two main places to find us. And if anybody has questions for us or whatever for, for me personally, or, if you're trying to get a hold of me or Kyle, you can get a hold of us at um I want to say it's blakesley.homestead at gmail.com. Yeah, yep. at gmail.com. Um, that's probably the best way to directly contact me. Um, because it instantly pops up on my phone and I check it quite a bit. Um, so either that or Telegram, obviously. I'm in yours and Brian's and yep. Toolman Tim's groups. Um, just make sure you tag me because I'm not in there religiously or just send me a personal message on there and i'll get back to you as soon as possible perfect and as usual i am at backwoods butcher 603 on everything so that is youtube instagram tiktok i'm still trying to figure out instagram i don't freaking know i think i'm done i i think i think me and jason's conversation last night about tiktok being 
the methed out trailer park <laughs> and Instagram being the classy folks. I was like, oh yeah, I don't think I'm there. I don't think that's for me. I don't know. Hey. We'll figure it out. But I don't know. I'm not on Instagram or TikTok, yeah. so I can't speak to either one of them. Well, speaking of though, you can go buy find me being a trashy <laughs> degenerate <laughs> over in TikTok because I'm killing it over there with that. Um, yeah, we're having fun with that at backwoodsbutcher603. Um, all my links are in the description. Um, like Joe said, if you want to get a hold of us um, and you are on Telegram, you can go ahead. The link, the invite link to our Telegram group, the Critter Crew, um, is there. So you can go ahead, join the group. I'll accept you. And um, I'll go ahead and add you as an admin to that as well. So you okay. can get in there and do stuff like that. Um, and anything else? Yeah, uh, Brian yelled at me because I haven't been promoting my uh, shop Facebook page. So um, if you go on Facebook, the link is in the description. It is the Body Shop 603 Custom Butchering and Euro Taxidermy because I cannot figure out how to change the name on Facebook. So there's that. But I appreciate everybody uh, coming back after the long absence. And I am once again super excited. Joe is here for the long haul. So have a fantastic, well, need to find the right page. I, I need to get back into it, folks. Give me some time. Uh, I hope Have everybody has a great everyone. night, and we will see you guys next time.